In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey, everybody, Jeff Zimfer. Welcome to this episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. I am your chief truth teller. And if you're here for the first time, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you've been here for a while, hey, welcome back. Thanks for being here. If you haven't yet taken a moment to leave us a review, that would be incredibly helpful. It's a way for you to perhaps give back to us as we give to you. Leaving reviews helps us come up in the search rankings and simply reach more people and help make a difference in their lives. And that's what this podcast is all about. So uh, really appreciate if you leave a review. And if you do, I'm going to bring something back. I'm going to restart something that I used to do in the past, and that is leave a review and then go to the uh, Facebook page, right, for, for the Mortgage Marketing Radio group on Facebook, and just, uh, you know, tag me in there and let me know that you did leave a review. You can even leave the review on the Facebook page itself if you like. And for doing so, I'm going to send you a free t-shirt. I only got two sizes, large and extra large. So if, if you guys are mediums or smaller, sorry, you're going to have to bulk up and grow into it. But these shirts, at one time, they were so hot, I couldn't keep them in the shelves. They're nice and soft and cottony and high quality. I don't skimp on anything around here. Only the best for my listeners. So that's how you get your free t-shirt. Leave me a review. Let me know that you did. Tag me, email me, message me on Facebook, and uh, we'll get you a Mortgage Marketing Radio t-shirt. And the only thing I ask is that uh, when you wear your swag, tag me with the swag. Do a swag tag out there on the socials, whether it's Instagram or wherever. Right? You can do hashtag. Uh, wherever, depending on the channel you're on for Instagram, it's at mortgage marketing, Facebook, whatever, you know what to do. Swag tag. That's what it's all about. Okay. So uh, secondly, um, this episode is brought to you once again by the mortgage marketing.pro membership. And if you're looking to take your business to the next level, you're looking to get more success with real estate agents. You're looking to build your personal brand online, perhaps get started with video marketing, Facebook ads, or the like. That's what we do for the community of mortgage loan originators at the mortgagemarketing.pro membership. I put up an eight-minute video, goes through everything. You can simply go over to mortgagemarketing.pro and check it out. Okay, and of course, if you haven't yet checked out our friends over at the Industry Syndicate, do so because they are real estate's first media network. It's kind of like the Netflix for real estate, right? You're looking for more good shows? Well, guess what? That's where to find it. 
industrysyndicate.com. Google them, looking up. Good peeps over there, good shows, good content. Okay, let's get into my very special guest for this week's episode of Mortgage Marketing Radio. I'm diversifying a little bit. Some of you have told me you do want to hear more real estate agents on the podcast for a variety of reasons. And today, my special guest is Alex Wang. Alex is a superstar, rock star, media celebrity, if you will. He wouldn't probably call himself that, but I am. But you know, he's really taken um, taken to uh, uh, you know, gotten a grasp of this whole become the digital mayor. You know, to to use Gary Vaynerchuk's term there. Uh, as a matter of fact, he got that idea from sitting in one of the Agent 2021 conferences uh, where Gary talked about becoming your digital mayor and producing content. And immediately after that, Alex hired his own videographer, like his own D-Rock, and had him follow him around, documenting a day in the life, creating content. And now he's got his own YouTube channel with tons of videos, thousands of views. He's built an incredible personal brand in a very competitive market up in the Silicon Valley, Palo Alto area. Uh, and in 2018, his personal branding, his content strategy paid off in a super competitive market, uh, 56 transactions for about 80 million bucks. So basically he sells about a home a week, a home a week. Hey guys, that's pretty damn good, right? So Alex, what we do is we kind of unpack what caught my attention originally about Alex is, is that first of all, he's an advocate for the real estate business. This would be an interview you want to share with your real estate agents, right? Because Alex is the real estate evangelist and he's got a great perspective on Success as a real estate agent, what it takes truthfully, right? We tell the truth here on the Mortgage Marketing Radio podcast. Alex is telling the truth as well. So we're going to unpack this discussion. We're going to jump into things that like personal branding, more about his uh, becoming a digital mayor concept. What should agents be talking about? That's originally how he got on my radar. I saw him talking about that. I'm like, Alex, would you come on the podcast and share what you think agents should be talking about, which is helping you? As a matter of fact, he told me 50% of his 52 transactions, 50% of $80 million, all came online. From people finding him, searching, Googling, finding him on Yelp, looking at reviews, all came from online. So we have a nice frank discussion about right agents and lenders who have told me, hey, I've been in this business for 15 years. I'm not on Facebook. Why do I need to be online on social media? We're going to answer that question in this conversation. We're going to talk about ranking and Google and local and we have a nice frank discussion as well around Zillow's and iBears, the future of real estate agents and lenders. And it's a great, nice, frank conversation. I encourage you to listen and share this interview with your real estate agents. So without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. You bet, man. So you know what's what's interesting? I'm bringing more and more real estate agents on to this show. It's largely been focused on the mortgage, you know, loan officer mortgage community. But what I'm finding is that it's useful to have relevant conversations with real estate agents who are doing some pretty cool things out there like you are. So that's why I wanted to have you on today. So for those listening, give us a brief background on Alex, where you at, how long you've been in real estate and what do you love about it? Yeah. So I mean, I'm a real estate agent here in one of the fastest markets in the world, Silicon Valley. Uh, I've been selling real estate for 17 years. Then everything from being an independent Agents to joining a team to having a small broker owner of a small boutique firm to having acquired by a larger company to being a leadership team and now running my own team. And so I've done all, I would say not all of it, but I've done a lot of it. And um, yeah, I just love the real estate agent business because it's just a really, really amazing business. You can have 10 successful agents doing it 10 different, completely different ways and being mm -hmm. successful. Yeah, that's interesting. So I want to come back to that actually, because there is no, you know, he talks about how you have to be everywhere on social media or you got to be doing this or that. And I'd love that. We'll come back to that in just a second. Okay. So I'm going to make a note on this here. Um, 
let's open it up from from this standpoint. Um, well, real quickly, right? People are always curious the numbers. Transactions in 2018. Well, I think like 56 transactions. I sell about a home a week. Right. And average volume, I waivers in the past couple of years, but anywhere from 80 to 125 million. Awesome. Yeah. And that's a tough market up there, isn't it? Competitive. It is extremely competitive. I mean, just when you have everything moving so quickly and obviously, you know, we have high, very, very high price points, thankfully, right? Yeah. Um, that, you know, it, is, it does get very, very competitive. Yeah. So you came across my radar originally, I believe it was an interview that I, uh, or a clip I saw of uh, you uh, in a video. And um, what you were talking about is what agents should be talking about. And correct me, or maybe guide me a little bit on the context. I assume what you meant by that was in their branding, in their, you know, if they're showing up online and social media, is that what you meant by, you know, what agents should be talking about? Yeah, I think, um, well, one of the things about being out there, being in front of people is, you know, what are you going to talk about? And I think agents have to have their own, understand their own value and then be able to how to promote that to others and explain and not try to pretend they know something that they're not talking about or if they're trying to just act as if or try to fake it. Mm-hmm. I think that um, that authenticity when you go online and share is super important. And uh, so that, yeah, that's what I was referring to. So do you think they should be talking about, do uh, you think they should be talking about real estate time? I think it should be a part of it, but I don't think it should be every single week, every single post should be, hey, look at my new listing here, check out my new Lamborghini, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I was really disenchanted. I I was part of a a reality TV show and um, they came up, crew came up. I said, wow, I'm going to be on TV. I was so excited. Crew said, make sure you come to the first shoot day and bring seven changes of clothing. Seven changes of clothing. What do you mean by that? And apparently they shoot the seven days all in one day. And so uh-huh. shoot this, and then I take off my, clo- my, my change clothes and shoot again. And, and it basically looks like it spans the whole seven days and all was completely fake. And yeah. so I, I just, I was disenchanted. I said, you know, what? I really want to be able to share with people what it is to truly be a real estate agent. I mean, there's so much behind the scenes that people don't know about and it's mm-hmm. not an easy business. I mean, it's simple. It's just not easy. Yeah. And so that's a great transition actually into the other thing I noticed you're doing on your YouTube channel and stuff. And by the way, we'll put links to everybody listening. If you want to go check out everything we talk about, there will be links in the show notes. But uh, speaking of that, like a day in the life of a real estate agent, you started documenting that. And if I recall, was was the whole Gary V thing, right? Document uh, your inspiration for that? Absolutely. I mean, I started following his uh, content, reading his books, probably 2014 and 15. Uh, and then Heard him speak at Inman, uh, at, uh, sat in the front row, and I was like thinking, gosh, this guy really knows what he's talking about. And I could really see the trend towards that direction. And so I ended up hiring a, uh, a D-Rock or, you know, a videographer to follow yeah. me around for a year. And, you know, we're, we're still editing and, you know, putting that content together as we speak. And I'm looking at, some, oh, really, putting it together as we speak. How long have you been working with the videographer? Uh, it's about, about a year and a half. Uh, but you know, you take up so much of a, a bank of content. If he's recording 24 seven, well, I don't say 24 seven, but, but at least, you know, 40, 50 hours a week. Sure. Uh, that's he's a not lot sleeping of stuff. With you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of content to go through. That's the, and I'm looking at, so are, are you putting that on your YouTube channel? Is that where that goes? YouTube channel. We're cutting up the pieces of micro content on LinkedIn, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are pr- pr- primarily the main channels and we're trying to develop an Instagram um, platform or on the Instagram platform, but uh, it hasn't, we haven't launched it yet. And, and what's your intent in doing that as it relates to you and your real estate business? 
Yeah, so three different audiences. Uh, one obviously is my traditional Alex Wang group, is that's my sales team, and so that's just really bringing awareness to people locally in my area where I buy and sell. Um, second one is mainly the my own personal brand as it's involved to become the real estate evangelist. I'm big, big, big uh, promoter on how how much of a how honorable of a profession this is, and mm-hmm. so I want to teach others as well what I've learned. And um, and then lastly, I'm working on a, a systems uh, virtual assistant support for real estate agents to oh, really? to stop the uh, crazy real estate agent assistant cycle. Explain what you mean by that. So basically, what happens typically is a real estate agent starts off. If you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant, yeah. and so they spend their time, you know, you know pushing paperwork or doing whatever. Finally, they get to a point where they're, they're selling some real estate. They need to hire an assistant, Yeah, but they're too busy. And real estate agents aren't ha- trained to hire and fire and manage agents. They're trained to, you know, or trained to build relationships and negotiate. And so they, they pick the closest person that can fog a mirror that's next to them or, you know, a junior agent. Right. And that works out for maybe, maybe, maybe six months, seven months. And then what happens? That person, that assistant either, you know, decides to move out of the area or, even better yet, looks at the agent and goes, wow, real estate is really easy. I'm mm-hmm. going to do that too. And they end up becoming your competition. And then you got to train and fire and hire again. And so, you know, my goal is to be able to help support agents, try to help them to kind of break that cycle. How many assistants do you have or how many people support you? I have five assistants right now. Wow. Are they, uh, some of them virtual or? Uh, one virtual, but uh, one local and one remote, but still in the U.S. And they have different roles, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I consider my team members uh, on my team as assistants as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like I am, I'm their assistant sometimes as well. <laughs> Everybody's all in together, right? That's right. One big happy family. Right. So what's been the impact for you and your business, right? In terms of generating listings, buyers, whatever, when you started documenting, you know, a day in the life and putting it out there? Yeah. It was interesting because I can't really say that I got three more listings or X amount of listings, or X amount of dollar revenue from, uh, you know, getting my, my, my personal brand out there. Mm-hmm. I can say that definitely it did help with awareness. Mm-hmm. And you think that agents typically do farming, right? And then they, I don't know if mortgage uh, professionals do, but at least for agents, we, we farm a certain neighborhood where we, we carve out that area territory, say, Hey, that is our area. And then right. every month or even twice a month, we send stuff to them showing that we're the best. Mm-hmm. And that's typically traditionally what, what farming is. I thought I would just take farming to the online and it helps. I mean, I, I walk through school, my, my kid's school and people go, oh, Alex, I just saw your new video. Or I get a couple in, in engagement in LinkedIn. I had a client just yesterday reach out to me. I sold them a townhouse about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Haven't been in touch with them at all. I mean, I've sent them invites to my client appreciation, appreciation parties and stuff, but they, they've never attended. And he Facebook messages me and says, hey, Alex, I'm looking to sell my house. Can you come by this weekend? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I don't think it would be that would have been that easy if I wasn't out there on social media. Well, the point of farming is to really stay top of mind. So when that person's ready, you get picked, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think social media is just the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just a different medium for that. And the other thing about social media, you know, I, I hate the question of like, you know, what's the ROI of social media? And I'm sure you heard Gary's response to that, right? Yeah. The RI of your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. It's not like there's a direct line, but there's a dotted line. And I'll give you another example. So I was curious if this happened for you. Some, somebody else who um, I interviewed, uh, she'll be on the podcast released soon, uh, Karen Carr. She's got a big YouTube channel. 
Um, you guys have a similar follower base, um, but she gets an average of five organic calls, literally people calling her most of the time from consuming her YouTube content, just saying, Hey, we've watched your videos. We're ready to buy. You know, you had some of that bubbling up for you. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I think I find that YouTube is such a broad audience. Yeah. I'm not sure what, what uh, market she's in. Maybe she's specifically hyper local in her content. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, I, I've thought about that and that could be, that's definitely on the, on the um, would love to do project list mm-hmm. to be specific to my area location, just be that digital mayor. Like we've learned uh, in an area, but it is a lot of work. Um, it is. I worked on a, doing a local series and by the time I was able to finish producing for one of the, one of the local bars that I, that I shot a video for the bar closed down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to rethink, rethink my content strategy a little bit because, uh, yeah, so right? I'm still trying. Yeah, that's it. you got that video out sooner, man. You could have right. saved the business. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So, how do you decide? Uh, the, so, the day in the life, the documenting thing, how much forethought goes into that? Or is it just like, hey, you know, D Rock here grabs a camera and follows you? So, it was more so the latter in the beginning, just you know, following. But then the matter of the editor who's editing the, the footage has to not only, if they're shooting and editing, they're shooting it. So they're living the, 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 the time, being there with you during that time. And then they could go, go back to the computer and live through it again. Yeah. And that, that's a lot of time. And so mm. uh, I've started to be more intentional in terms of when I record and when I shoot. And because of that, I've actually shot less. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have a large bank of content that we're releasing over time. And so I do have, uh, that, that helps, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shooting less. I went to go see Gary at, uh, the, uh, agent 2021 mm-hmm. and he's told me straight to my face, Hey Alex, you know, in a couple of years, you're going to have a team of five on your, you know, marketing team, right. For, for editor, for videographer, for copywriter. And so he's, he's right. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work, uh, and it's very, very time intensive and, yeah, I mean, the fact that you got this great podcast going, I really want to you know, give you props because it's, it's not easy to, to, to even on one platform. Yeah, exactly. And of course, I'm thinking now about, you know, get, getting onto YouTube and, and all that fun stuff. You know, people listening, what they're hearing, I think, is people who really haven't gone down this road yet of creating video content. I know what they're hearing. I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And so all of a sudden, these excuses are coming up, right? How did you get started, man? Did you just like, you know, go full bore? Did you dip your toe in the water? And what do you recommend for people? Yeah, I think I, I just looked at the money that I was allocating towards marketing. Everyone has a different type of budget. Mm-hmm. And I've got people locally here that are spending, you know, a couple grand for just newspaper advertising a week, not Still. even a month, but a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the newspapers are only in business because of real estate agents. <laughs> exactly. um, but that's their their branding and their allocation of those marketing dollars towards branding. And so I said, well, I don't do really much of that print marketing what I will do is allocate my dollars to hiring someone full time, you know, full time, 40 hours a week with benefits, you know, that kind of thing and jumping full, full force into that. And that's really, I mean, I think that you, everyone has, has a different type of budget, but looking at, you know, how to, how to allocate that. Okay. That's different. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so for some people, they don't have the budget. It's just get started. And, and if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, everybody knows you get started just with this beautiful little thing called your phone. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's, it's that simple. Okay. Um, oh, you mentioned the newspaper thing. I'm just curious when I hear that. Do you know if those people are getting results from newspapers? Oh, there's, I mean, one of the, 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 the biggest players in our market. I mean, I was on a listing appointment interview and uh, 
They said, Alex, I'm looking at this, this local newspaper and like competitor number one, he's got seven listing ads, seven pages of ads in the newspaper. Wow. Competitor number two has three. Alex, you have none. <laughs> I said, yes, you're right. And then I told him, I told him why, um, but it is working, but it's, it's, it's a propaganda war regardless. And you, your personal brand message and how are you going to get that across to people? And, um, you know, some of that kind of throw, um, you know, some people don't like being mailed constantly every single month or, you know, having these large advertisements, but some caters to some, some other uh, audiences do so. So there's a couple of things in there I want to unpack a little bit. Um, one, I, just wrote, I wrote down what you said. It's a propaganda war. I haven't heard it characterized like that. But in reality, it really is, right? Because you're really trying to capture somebody's attention, right? Yeah. Let Be it online at, or off. Let me look at our, our government. Who's our, <laughs> our president? Right. <laughs> I don't want to get too political. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, politics has always been propaganda. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's go back to uh, the thing I want. I wrote down for us to circle back on. There's, you know, ten or more different ways, obviously, to do this business. You and, and you just mentioned somebody doing it with newspaper ads. And here's what I love about that because I talk to agents every day who are succeeding, like door knocking, and you know, it's like I I, I get kind of pissed off when people say, you know, this doesn't work, or you're, you know, what are you an idiot if you're not on social media or whatever? That, those kind of comments, you know. So agent generating newspaper results from newspaper ads, which some people, you know, would be like, what guys running newspaper ads that doesn't work anymore. What an idiot. Right. Right. And to that, our point earlier about there's 10 or more different ways to do this business. How does an agent choose, you know, where to be? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. It's very difficult. I think you have to go alongside what you personally are more comfortable with. Um, mm -hmm. It's challenging. I've got a, an agent on my, on my team in which she's not on Facebook. Mm -hmm. She doesn't yep. believe it. She, you know, privacy concerns, all the things that I totally, you know, understand. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like in this day and age, that's, if she's not going to do that, then she needs to figure out something else that, that works for her. And maybe it's being involved in her local schools or maybe it's, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, being, you know, volunteering at some, so, uh, and building anywhere where you can build long-term relationships Personally, for me in marketing, I've, you know, Seth Godin came out with a book several years back, actually called Permission-Based Marketing. Mm -hmm. And it just made so much sense because the traditionally, when I, when I first started off, it was all about interruption-based marketing, right. right? It's always just, you know, door knocking, cold calling, at least in my area now, that stuff doesn't fly. Mm -hmm. But maybe in some other markets, it does still. Um, well, it does, yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about the person who's not on Facebook, but, and, you know, you were suggesting you know, the other more traditional methods, right? School, soccer, baseball, whatever. It's funny. I was writing about this actually this morning because I've had that same thing come up. I had a loan officer kind of get angry with me. You know, when he asked, he said, same comment was, hey, I've been doing this business for 15 years. I'm not on Facebook, never going to be, you know, why do I need to be online? You know, and basically I just, you know, I was probably a little saucy that day, but I probably, I said something to the effect of, well, look, I mean, even if you, your business is 100% referral, is that right? Okay, great. Well, what's the first thing that referral does before they call you today? By and large, they're going to look you up. And so somebody said to me the other day, I wonder how you about this, is um, uh, today online, whether it's Google, Yelp, wherever you get found, right? That is the, the equivalent of the Yellow Pages 30 years ago. Like, how did you get found 30 years ago, right? Yellow Pages, people look you up. And it's like, well, if I can't find you in the Yellow Pages, are you legit? Are you real? 
And nowadays I'm wondering like with your friend uh, who's not on Facebook, even though you've got that like circle of influence business, we know they're still looking you up. So does that then play into some doubt or some questions about legitimacy if I can't find you online? Oh, absolutely. And to your point of to that gentleman or that, that, that loan agent, mm-hmm. I would say, do you know Blockbuster and Kodak? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. just want to stick with their old, old ways. Uh, but going back to, yeah, I think social proof is what I call it, right? It's being able to be, um, you know, proof online. People, word of mouth was back in the day. It was like, hey, you got to use Jeff. You know, he's a great mortgage guy. Got to use him. And then he tells a friend, hey, and the friend tells another friend. It's word of mouth. Now it's word of keyboard. And word of keyboard is by far so much more expansive, right? In terms mm-hmm. of people read an read online review about you and see what you're doing and the work that you do, that shows credibility and social proof and that yep. other people are working with you and that reinforces it. And I have competitors in which, you know, I get selected as the agent because they go to other competitors' websites and they both look the same. Mm-hmm. Exact same template, templated website with just a different picture. Mm-hmm. And you know, do you want that to be the type of marketing that, that people use to market your home? Ah, interesting. So what you're saying by that is, you know, that cookie cutter thing, all websites look, look the same, but they come to Alex's website. It's clearly, it's thoughtful. It's unique. It's different. It probably highlights you in some unique ways. That's important in getting chosen as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're not templated. uh, You know, we're not templated real estate agents, right? So we shouldn't be using template websites. We should use something, you know, really, really focused on our, our own personal brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I was just thinking about the, the personal brand question because I've even heard Gary, um, Gary V. I've heard him say two different things, you know, and like, I don't want to get in a sidebar about him, but, um, you know, I've heard the whole comment of like, you know, personal brand is all you have. But then I've heard the comment of like, you know, uh, personal brands, like not that big of a deal in certain situations, in certain contexts. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he's a dichot- walking dichotomy, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it, it goes down to reputation, like you said as well, right? It's, 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 it's what are you trying to, what kind of reputation do you have or are you trying to convey to others to see? Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it's true. It's not, you know, smoke and mirrors, but you know, if you don't put something out there, someone else can put something out there, right? And so you got to kind of control, control the message. And um, I think that's where we can differentiate, uh, whether it be loan agents or real estate agents, how we can, that's how we can differentiate from the competition. Awesome. Okay. So I'm looking at my show notes. And last time we talked, for some reason, I wrote down ranking number one in Google local search Yelp. And so what that allows me to think is that you do a pretty good job in ranking on Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be typing, I'm here, my, my, we're currently here in my office in Palo Alto. And so yeah. um, I, I say, you know, go into Google. And yep. go to incognito mode so that, you know, there's okay. no cookies or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, privately browse and search for Palo Alto real estate agent. And uh, hopefully I'll be there on the first page and hopefully I'm up towards the top of the list. And uh, that kind of, I got very, very into just understanding who, which websites rank on that list. And mm-hmm. to be able to understand if, if Zillow's there, then I better be on Zillow. If Realtor.com's there, I better be on Realtor.com. If it's Yelp is there, I better be there. And then be building those profiles based upon that kind of reverse engineering search. Yeah, so you you are um, number one in terms of local, like when the map comes up for a local search. Oh, good. For sure. Yeah. And then let me see. I mean, you probably have more than one feature. Yeah, then you're like fourth down as well. We got Zillow popping up, Yelp. Yeah. Um, that's probably yeah, scroll a past the ads. Yelp. Yeah, scroll yeah, past right. the ads. Those organic and organic is really where I, yep. I really wanted to focus on rather than paid. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but now, now if you have the budget doing both is, I mean, it just, it just accelerates it even more. So there's, it's called Google, uh, I'm not an expert on this Google local search. I had the guy from Yext on here though, a while ago. So I should know that. Um, yeah, Google my business is the Google my business. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It is free. And whether you are a real estate agent, a mortgage agent, or a coffee shop, you better be on there. It's very cool. In fact, here, look at here. Mm-hmm. You see that little, there's a little blue, blue sign right there. It's one of yeah. my reviews. Google actually took the review and sent me a big poster of my review. Oh, no way. And that's uh, cool. that's pretty cool. So, so Google my business. Yeah. Google my business. Yeah. I think it's google.com slash business or something like that. But okay. Google it and you'll find it. And so we just, what, what do we need to do to kind of get, uh, you know, present to show just, up and Google just create business. a profile, create a profile, add some pictures, um, you know, basically write a little bit of copy in terms of your background. Um, it would help to have social proof, which yeah. uh, comes from reviews of people that I work with you. Yep. Uh, I recommend you not try to game the system and try to, you know, try to tell all 10 of your immediate family members to <laughs> review you at once. Right. Uh, definitely. I think they look at organo. Organo, or organic reviews and yes. so let it come organically and you can at least you don't have to be i've got you know i don't know on yelp i've got like maybe 115 reviews you don't have to have go from zero to that i mean it took me since about 10 years that's all to, to wow. get there and that's all that's all uh, but you can start with just having a couple because i mean if they're going to be looking at you and the other two competitors are trying to choose somebody you know, at least you have a couple of reviews shows that credibility on social proof that someone's worked with you and they've had a great experience working with you. What's your process for getting reviews? Do a damn good job. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Enough said. <laughs> and ask for the review, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's ask. It's, I mean, you're not supposed to solicit reviews. Yeah. And so I encourage, uh, if you do such a good job for people that you never have to ask. Right. When is the happiest time that the client, you know, for a buyer, the best time for them to to uh, that they're happiest is when they get the keys. Right. Right. And right. a great opportunity to say, hey, you know, I'd love if you would share, refer me to your friends, family members, coworkers, or share your experience working with me online. People be like, I love to if, if they had a good experience. Right. 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 But you don't do like the post closing email which pick one. You know what I mean? No, I did that before. But I think now it's just a little bit more. If, if I do a good enough job, I do remind them in the very beginning, quite okay. often my, my business. And one of the questions that you had was, you know, where most of my business comes from. Yeah. Half of it comes from online. And half of it comes from online. So explain online. that. So half time comes from people who've, who I don't know, don't have a relationship with, but they go online and they find me and learn more about me. Mm. And a lot of times they're already convinced that they want to hire me before I even meet with them because okay. they've read the reviews, because they see the pictures, because they gravitate towards me and my brand. And some people will look at me and go, ah, I don't think I'm going to want to work with that guy. And that's totally yeah. fine as well. But that's, but that's fine. That's life. Yeah, exactly. Well, that really actually goes to our other point earlier about, you know, the conversation of, do I need to be online? Look, at you're getting 50% of what the heck was the volume? 50% of uh, 80 million, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So $40 million, right? In volume, in sales, because of your online presence. So for those who are asking, you know, do I really need to be online? You know, it's like, well, ROI. <laughs> exactly. And are you doing any like paid traffic or anything? I do. I do Google, Google AdWords uh, behind um, some of the uh, the video content that I push out as well. And mm-hmm. then we push Facebook ads. Uh, we're working with uh, a new campaign to kind of push, uh, go even deeper into it. So mm-hmm. I'm just really tapping the surface of paid media right now. 
Just getting started with Facebook ads? Mm-hmm. How have you found that to be? <laughs> uh, it depends upon what, what, the, what the objective is, right? You have a couple goals. If it is to, for brand awareness, it's been great. If it has, yes. it's been for uh, engagement, it's been good. Um, if it's been leads. for mm. leads, <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah. I have to say, though, it goes back to the local content, right? Like yes. I live in a city. I live in Los Altos, just right, ne- right next door here. And to be part of that Los Altos community, I think there's going to be another, there's a reason to have that kind of digital mayor local group as well, but separate from your other yeah. stuff. No, I'm glad you pointed out the, um, the specifics about the uh, Facebook ads, because first of all, I just taught a class to realtors yesterday on that. And um, that's the same thing I was saying is like, you know, start with uh, the awareness and the branding and the engagement. And, and this is to the point about why you should be producing content anyways, you know, online on Facebook, for example. But most people, they just like run right to the lead conversion thing. And you haven't built the, the base before that. Therefore, you're suffering. Right. Absolutely. I think the agents are too quick to try to find that silver bullet. Right. They think, oh, what is that? That perfect? Oh, if I do social media, oh, that's perfect. Then I'll have all this business. I mean, like yeah. I mentioned earlier, it took me 10 years to get my social proof to where it's at right now. And yeah. I'm still continuing to hone it, audit my reviews, audit my people who just, you know, be able to understand where, where my, my business is coming from and the reputation I have online. Absolutely. Wow. That's good stuff. Um, and by the, I'm just curious for the Facebook ads, because uh, this is kind of like lately my study. I've been diving deep on this. Are you doing them yourself? Do you have an agency? Or are you part of some kind of group? Uh, I have an agency that I work with closely, that okay. uh, creative agency on one side and then a paid media on the other side. And they're working together to to put the campaigns together. Okay. Awesome. Just curious. Okay, cool. So on the last few minutes we have back to the notes here, I got to, I guess, have a conversation about Zillow, iBuyers, just total open conversation because that's another one that's, you know, charged with energy and Zillow haters and this, and everybody's saying Zillow's trying to put you out of business. Um, I don't know if you've seen the the Tom Ferry interview he did with, uh, was it Greg Schwartz, the president Hmm. of, of Zillow? No, it's I not, see it. If not, I can send you a link to it. It's about a 15, 20 minute interview. And I think it's pretty good. It's real, it's real candid, straightforward. I've got my own kind of perceptions based on that. But what, what's your take on that? Do you think Zillow is trying to crush you guys? I think if that crushing us makes them money, I think yes, for sure. I mean, I advertised on Zillow. I, I made money on Zillow and I paid a lot of money on Zillow as well to mm-hmm. get those leads. But those were leads. Those right. are not relationships. And I tell, tell agents that I train, I said, hey, guys, stop buying leads and start building relationships mm. because that is really where the focus of the real estate business should be. But all these disruptors, quote unquote disruptors, right? right. Still start off the business you know, with this whole Zestimate thing just to get the eyeballs on the internet. Once they got the eyeballs, they've already won. They got the eyeballs on the internet. They got the traffic now. But when I work with buyers in this area, they, I explained to them, Zillow is, is it's third-party data. They're not a brokerage. They, they're scraping data from another source, and it's not as, as accurate. Does Zillow care? Probably not, because they're getting the eyeballs, right? Mm-hmm. iBuyer is the same thing. I think that, uh, you know, I've got this, there's so many of these startups. I mean, I'm in Silicon Valley, right? There's so right. many of these startups uh, <laughs> with the iBuyers, and a lot of uh, VC money behind it. Um, there's this one very, very successful company. And one of the co-founders was buying a house in San Francisco and he kept on getting outbid, making an offer to outbid. So he started, he started this new company to really bring, I'm not going to say the name of it, but bring transparency to the real estate offer process, right? Basically like a bidding process and everyone can see what's going on. Buyers want that. Buyers want that transparency. 
Sellers don't. Sellers are looking for the one thing. They're looking for the highest possible price. Yeah. Right. I had another uh, listing a few months ago in which uh, on the market, one offer from one of these I buyer kind of kind of offers, mm-hmm. they end up paying significantly um, amount of money over the asking price, but they were the only one to offer. And that was more so because the agent was not experienced, was not local, did not know the kind of where the market was at. And so I feel like these yeah, I mean, there's all this disruption happening, but I think that the value of the real estate agent should be, it, it's even more important, a good real estate agent, someone who has that local knowledge, that experience, and, and particularly that negotiation skills to be able to come in and be able to help represent their buyers or the sellers. Are you trying to play the game of get to the customer first? I think speed is super important. Even just being utilizing technology, it's not yeah. to replace it with the, the with the buying process, but to get in front of them first and be being able to be uh, see the get in front of the client and build that relationship before anyone else does. Let me ask you this though, because so so we know all the eyeballs are going to Zillow, right? That's the destination for people looking at buying a house, typically, right? One hundred eighty six million on average go there every month. Mm-hmm. Are you also? I mean, where does your website and your listings play into that? Are you trying to drive people to your? Sounds like an obvious question, but I got to ask, right? <laughs> drive eyeballs to your own individual page, or what do you? How do you? How are you playing in that strategy? So the three main. I mean, I don't have the budget to compete against Zillow. Oh yeah. I don't have the budget to compete against Redfin. The IDX searches on websites is mm-hmm. dead, and I can. Really? I take that to my grave. There's no reason why that there's no the user interface and technology on on Redfin, for example, is so much better than my site for for search. So age, so I've got clients that well, let me take a step back. Let's talk about Zillow first. Zillow is great for information about the background of a certain property, uh-huh. but it's not very accurate in terms of in terms right. of search. Right. right, it's not accurate. It talks about foreclosures. There, there are no foreclosures in this area, and yet it talks about all this other information that just wants to gather the eyeballs. So most of my clients actually do not use Zillow; they use it just to kind of have it as a reference point. But then they go to to Redfin, and the funny thing is, Redfin's a competitor, mm-hmm. and they're a brokerage, and they've got some kind of a, of a discount model. But their user interface and their technology is amazing, and so most of my clients are using Redfin. And then when they find the house, mm-hmm. then they call me. I help them write the offer and negotiate the deal. Why do you think they're not going with a Redfin agent if they're already there? Because that person doesn't have the local knowledge and the experience. I know that the pending sale down the street that just got in the contract yesterday had four offers and it sold for it. You know, why million. doesn't the Redfin agent know that? Because they're not they're not local. Their their model isn't to be uh, based upon local experienced agents. They're siloed. They're completely siloed into one agent does this, one agent does that, one agent does this. And so there's not that uh, that ability to be able to be in the know. And I'm selling I'm selling real estate, and I'm helping buyers buy real estate all the time. So I'm completely always in my market, wheeling and dealing, knowing what's going on. And then I share that information with others that are doing the same thing. And so we have a really ninety ten rule in terms of ten percent of the agents are selling ninety percent of the real estate. Sure. Yeah, it's becoming more and more the case. So then is the game for the, for the buyer journey, kind of what you, you just laid out there is, is, is you know, we, we know people starting that awareness to use the Facebook terms, their awareness, then consideration stage. And when they're in that consideration stage, they're bouncing around to multiple destinations. They're going to Zillow, Red, then they're going to come across your content and they'll be like, oh, cool. Alex has got some awesome content. Let me save him. So they're like 
it's like all uh, the metaphor or whatever I use is like planes on LAX. They're all like hanging out there. Mm-hmm. And those, when they're ready to call that plane in, they're gonna. Is that kind of a similar thing in terms of like using yeah, I think that for for these buyers, they're gonna they know at some point they're gonna need an agent, and so yeah. they're assessing to see what their options are. Mm-hmm. And I think they can definitely go with the I buyers, which are kind of the more the discount model. Mm-hmm. Which generally, like a lot of buyers, think they can do it yourselves. Just like you know, mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't need an agent to to help them. Mm-hmm. And there's that type of buyer, but majority of buyers in this market, particularly, I'm talking about Silicon Valley, where we have a lot of multiple offers on property, not enough housing to go around, mm-hmm. and competing. Buyers, more than saving money, buyers just want to be able to buy the house that they that they that they want. Right. And so, who's going to help them to get that? Is it going to be the agent that just kind of a part time agent? Is it going to be the agent that doesn't have as much of a, a experience, or do they want the really the, the veteran agent that can maybe make sure to give you the best chance to get the job done? And so, when they look for that, that's really where I want to be. Is that it, part of that consideration or hiring process? So it comes back to trust then. Absolutely. It comes yeah. back back to trust and trusting that, you know, the right real estate agent is going to, you know, add that value value by their local knowledge, experience, and negotiation skills to get you the house. And you're leveraging content, your personal brand, your personality, being a real and authentic, and that's how you're creating that trust with people online. Get found. People like what you do, and they're like, "I think I'm going to choose Alex." Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty much what it is. Awesome. Okay, cool, man. Listen, uh, I know you're busy. I got another meeting pending here. Last question, I guess, closing out is, what are you trying to do different in 2019? What are you, you know, adding to your mix of marketing? I think I'm going to be diving deeper into those three various channels that I mentioned, right? For targeting real estate agents, but locally as well for my my real estate business, and then just continue to help 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 other agents be better. Um, so I'm really changing my role. I'm a real estate evangelist, right? So I am a, and I am a evangelist of the real estate industry and why it is such an amazing job to be a real estate agent and honorable profession. And so I'm just going to continue on that path and uh, kind of see where it leads me. That's awesome. Uh, we're going to put links in the show notes to everything for you in terms of your online properties. Is there anything you want to give us additionally though, if people do want to connect with you? No, I mean, probably easiest way is just to tweet me at uh, Alex Wang. On the Twitters, huh? All right. Love it, man. Well, listen, appreciate you making time very much. And uh, listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. And if you like this episode, you know what to do. Leave us a little love out on the uh, socials and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up real quick. Uh, you've heard about the mortgage marketing pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus 
done-for-you proven marketing materials and plug-and-play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call, we'll have a chat, we'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.